Welcome to an episode of Cat the Baker. I'm Chef KB. I had kind of a crazy day yesterday. So I know I've talked about this, but I am, you know, a German citizen and I just became a U.S. citizen. But the whole thing, I mean, the real reason I became a U.S. citizen was so that I could bring my ex-fiance to the U.S. and we could get married. That was basically the reason behind it. But obviously that didn't work out. So now I'm just a U.S. citizen. And I'm trying to think, what is the greater purpose? We'll see. But the whole thing was, I didn't want to lose my German citizenship. I had to apply in the German consulate and basically give them a good reason why I can keep my German citizenship as I apply for U.S. citizenship. So the whole thing was, I didn't want to lose my German citizenship becoming a U.S. citizen because, you know, what if I want to go to Europe for longer than 90 days? Because an American can go to Europe for 90 days and then they have to come back. I, as a green card holder with a German passport, I could go to Europe for longer because it's part of the EU, the European Union, and I could stay there you know, basically for as long as I wanted and I could work there. But the thing is, if I stay out of the country for more than six months, then I have issues coming back on my green card. I basically have to come back every six months maximum, stay for a week and then go back if I wanted to. But the thing was, had my plan worked with my ex, then possibly we would have moved to Europe and I didn't want to lose my green card because if I'm gone for more than six months then I have issues and I could lose my green card if I don't come back in time. So my whole plan was okay I'll become a U.S. citizen and then I can come and go as I please there's no issues you know if in the future I wanted to come back but I'm still a German citizen so I can still go back to Europe if I want, if I wanted to work there or whatever. Anyway, I don't know if this whole thing is confusing (laughs) because basically I went to the German embassy last year when I was still engaged and I filled out all this paperwork. I gave them proof why, you know, I should retain my German citizenship once applying for U.S. citizenship. And it took a long time. I basically took like a year and a half. So they wanted addresses, like family. They wanted all this information. And after a year, they told me the information I gave is not enough. I have to give them more. I have to either have a German bank account. I have to have German insurances. I have to have property in Germany. And I'm like, I was born there. Like, why is this not enough? I opened a German bank account, which is really difficult from the U.S. Basically, most European companies or banks don't want to have ties with the U.S. because there's a whole tax thing behind it. And I guess it makes it very complicated. I don't know the ins and outs, but there was only one bank. It's like an online bank. And the trick is, though, to keep the account, you have to put in $800 minimum every month. That way they don't charge you fees. But that's a lot of money, you know, every month to put in. 
So I'm like, okay, I'll do this only so that I can retain my German citizenship. This was the only bank that let me open a bank account from the U.S. in Germany. You know, I have the German passport. There was this whole security feature, crazy security. And I even have trouble getting into my bank account because there's like three steps of security. And I forget all the codes. Like, I'm like, I don't even understand how to get in. What happened was I got notification that my certificate, so basically... Once Germany agrees that I can retain my citizenship while applying for U.S. citizenship, they send me this certificate. And it's called a Beibehaltungsgenehmigung. It just means I can retain my German citizenship as I'm a U.S. citizen. So I can be a dual citizen. So basically, when I fly to Germany, I can use my German passport or the EU And when I come back to the U.S., I can use my U.S. passport. So I'm basically traveling with two passports, but I don't need a visa in either case. You know, I can just come and go as I please, which that's nice, right? Like, I've, I've never had that. But the thing was, this whole thing was such a huge pain. What happened was I got notification that because I opened a German bank account, they basically agreed that I can retain my German citizenship, which is crazy. So they sent the certificate to New York, where it's the main consulate, and then I paid to have it shipped to Denver. So in Denver, it's not an actual German consulate, it's an office, and there's an honorary consul. When I went to the German consulate in New York, It's very, very strict and official. And it was especially more strict with the whole mask situation. And you had to wear a specific mask. It couldn't just be any mask. You know, so I went up and I filled out all my paperwork. They looked at everything exactly. Like Germans, if nothing else, are crazy exact. When I got married in the past, I did a hyphenated name. I didn't fully change my name, but it was still a change because I added on a hyphen of my ex's last name. And anyway, I had to get that changed and I had to go to the consulate. And then when we got divorced, I had to change it back. So I'm like, I'm never changing my name again because it was such a huge process. And it took like six months. It was crazy. The German consulate, they just looked at everything super precise. So I have my appointment yesterday like I had it yesterday and I printed up all of my documents like I had filled out paperwork to get a new green card because my green card was about to expire and every 10 years you have to fill it out a new one of course the price goes up every 10 years I filled out the paperwork to get a new green card before I applied for citizenship it was close to taking about two years so the thing is, my green card expired, and then they just gave me a sheet of paper that I had to travel with saying, no, my green card is good for another two years, even though the expiration date on the actual green card has expired. But if I travel with this piece of paper, it's good, which was crazy. You know, so I'm traveling in Japan and all that. I always have to pull out this piece of paper every time I arrive back into the U.S. And then the guard always looks at me strange. And then there's probably some note about me looking like uh, a criminal. I don't know. <laughs> every time I travel, I always get pulled aside. Yeah. But the thing is, now I don't have my green card. 
what do I say? You know, how do I word this? Like, what do I do? I had taken a picture of my green card. So I printed that. I showed my documentation that I had ordered a new one, but it hasn't arrived yet. I thought, okay, I'm going to wear a nice dress. I'm going to make a German pastry and use all of the kind of tools that I can to make this go smoothly. Let me just sidetrack here for a little bit regarding the dress. So I put on a dress and it's cute. It's a cherry dress. I always get good feedback from it. I wanted to wear this dress to the consulate as I'm getting gas. So I'm on the way to Denver. I'm getting gas. The car in front of me, like the man that's in the car, as he's entering the car, he says, great outfit and walks away. And I'm like, is, is he talking to me? It wasn't even that clear. It was like, great outfit. And like with a twang, great outfit. I don't know. <laughs> great outfit, like super fast. And then he just got into his car. And that was weird because when you like something, you know, you can say it to the person's face, right? Like you don't walk away as you're doing it. So I'm like, okay, great. Like, thanks. <laughs> you know, he's already driving away. I'm like, what was that? And then when I was in Denver, I went to the Home Depot because I'm always on the lookout for nice plants <laughs> and, uh, and plants for my garden. So as I'm in Home Depot, walking around in this dress, a man walks by me. And as he's walking by, he doesn't look at me. He's like, gray dress, and continues walking. So this happened twice in the same day. Similar reactions. Why? Like, why are they saying this and then walking away? Is it because, like, if you say something directly to a person, a stranger, is it creepy? Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like if you're giving a compliment, don't walk away as you're doing it. Because then I'm like, is he talking to me? Like, I don't even know what's happening right now. So anyway, random sidetrack, but it bothered me. So if you're one of those people that says compliments as you get into a car and drive away or as you're walking, don't. Like, just say it directly to the person's face. Otherwise, why say it at all? Like, that's weird. Okay, anyway. So I made, like, a German poppy seed Streuselkuchen, like a streusel cake, which I love. You know, I love poppy seeds. So I drove to Denver yesterday. You know, the night before, I'm kind of a little nervous because I really need this to work. I had spoken with the honorary consul. So, like, the next appointment wasn't available till the end of August. And that's a long time, basically just for picking up this certificate. But he had called me saying I can come in earlier. So I took that right away and I drove in yesterday. So it takes me about three and a half hours to drive to Denver. I get there. The consul is sitting there. So he shows me where to, where to sit and he's like, I'll get the document. I'm like, okay. And he even said when I spoke with him, okay, you need your passport and your green card. So I'm wearing this cherry dress. I'm looking nice. I've got my to-go box of my German Streuselkuchen. Uh, and I'm like, well, <laughs> so here's what happened. I had applied for a new green card, but it hadn't arrived yet. And my old green card had expired. 
you know, but I have a photocopy of my green card. I have documentation to show that I've ordered the new green card. It just hasn't arrived yet. And he's like, that's okay. All I need is just the copy of your green card and I'll just make a copy of that. And I'm like, oh my God, like this was so easy. And all of a sudden I'm like, okay, okay. Like it's going to be okay. He makes a copy of my copy. So basically he's the only person there in the consulate. Everybody else is either working from home and his secretary's on vacation. His secretary's German. Everybody else that works there is German. He's like the only American. And I'm like, thank goodness I have the only American who's not German. You know what I mean? Like on the one day, I feel like if a secretary was there, it would have been a lot more complicated because normally she does all the paperwork. He just gives her the document and then she fills everything out, but she's not there. So he had to do it. So he was kind of out of sorts. I took my opportunity. <laughs> so I signed it and I'm like, well, what happens now? And now you can be dual citizen. And I'm like, do they need to see anything else? Like, does the German government need to see any further documentation when I have my citizenship? And he's like, no. He's like, they don't care. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> they don't care? <laughs> like, I've been stressing so much for a year and a half. And they say they don't care. I'm like, mm, okay. So I'm like, so how does this work now with two passports? And he's just saying, well, if you fly to the EU, you bring your German passport and show that upon arrival. And when you fly back to the US, you show your US passport. And that's that. He's like, you just have to be careful. Don't forget either passport anywhere and show the right one to the right country you're entering. And anyway, I was telling a friend about this afterwards. And he's like, he's like, I don't understand. <laughs> he's like, why do you need two passports? Like, why do you need multiple citizenship? And I'm like, well, I just didn't want to lose either one. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, I thought I knew you, but I didn't. He's like, I don't understand why you need all these documents. He made the copy. I signed everything. I got the certificate. And then I gave him the German uh, streusel cake. And yes, we're back to the man and the German consulate. And he was so happy that he said, well, here's my card and call me in December because we have a German Christkindlmarkt, which is like a German Christmas market in Denver. He said, we've had it for 23 years and it happens every year starting from like Thanksgiving to Christmas. He's like, let me know when you come in and I'll make sure you get some free beer and Glühwein, which is like an alcoholic red wine, you know, with spices. So I said, okay, you know, and then we talked for about 20 minutes. It was really nice. Like it, <laughs> it ended up just being this kind of easy thing. It wasn't stress at all, you know? And, and then I was wondering like, thank goodness, it didn't have to be more complicated. You know, and except that's the thing. You can only plan so much. Like life in the end has a different direction than you could ever plan. So anyway, that was a story. And then I left and I got a Chinese lunch. And then I went to an Indian market in Denver. And I got all these chutneys and spices because during food and wine, 
there was this Indian chef, and she made all these different breads, and she used nigella seeds in her bread. So I wanted to try that to make some Indian bread. And then I drove back. That was like the whole day, basically. I drove there three and a half hours. I drove back three and a half hours. And yeah, that was my day. It's so funny. You expect something to go one way. And then I had like all these backups just in case. Not like if he had said, no, you can't have your certificate because you don't have a green card with you. Then, okay, I don't think that this trusel cake would have swayed him that much, you know. But because I gave him the cake, that's when he invited me to the German Christmas market. I was so relieved after that. Just, okay, it's done. It's done. Like, it's not an issue anymore. You know, I have this certificate for documentation. I can just continue using my German passport. And once I get my U.S. passport, I can use that, which is weird now. Because once I get my U.S. passport, so if I travel, plan is to travel to Peru in November. So I'll use that. But they're saying it takes like 18 weeks. That is my story on the German certificate. And then today, I have a hike planned with a date so remember when I talked about my other date and we went white water rafting in like a class five and he basically ended up not contacting me again like it didn't work out well he left one of his paddles in my car and now he's trying to pick it up which is fine but I guess he told friends of his, and now they're all texting me, trying to get this paddle back. Like, I'm trying to keep his paddle. Like, I don't care about that. You know, so I'm like, yeah, I'll give it back to you. Like, it's fine. But I never would have heard from him again. Now he just wants his paddle. So I'm going hiking today with a date. We'll see. I mean, the thing is, I haven't met him before. So now we're going hiking into the middle of nowhere where there's no service you know so I mean I'm thinking everything's fine but that's the thing you trust it will go fine because it's on an app but then I've heard like some shady stories where things can happen to people because it's through a dating app you have more trust because they're on a dating app too but it doesn't mean people don't have bad intentions anyway I'm not putting my energy there I'm thinking okay it's gonna be fine so the first section of this podcast was recorded a few weeks ago and that hike actually did go really well and he was super nice he was interested in me he was listening to what I had to say but then I asked this question I asked are you looking for one person to date or multiple because <laughs> I've learned now from these apps you know everybody or most people are just looking for multiple and he said well um I'm not really planning anything I'm just kind of seeing how things go and you know I'm not looking for a relationship but that doesn't mean I don't enjoy spending time with the people I meet and I'm thinking what is he what is he saying <laughs> But, you know, he didn't answer my question directly, which already, okay, like he's, he's just kind of floating around. And that was a bummer. Like we, we met a few times, super nice. But during the week or whenever he was working, like I understand if you're working, you're not going to text. I don't expect this. But if I text you 
you know, how are you today? Hope you have a good day. Like something general like that. And then he doesn't text back until maybe two or three days later. I'm like, okay. I mean, this is a casual thing. This is viewed casually. And I don't expect if I send a text a minute later, I get a text back. Like, I don't expect that. You know, I just kind of wanted to put it out there. You know, I had a nice time. I'm thinking of him. Have a good day. You know, like this is kind of basic, basic, I'm interested in you 101 dating, right? (laughs) So I wasn't really getting much response. I continued, you know, being on the app and somebody reached out to me. And initially I had seen him on the app, his profile. And I thought, oh, like he looks, he looks really nice. Like he sounds interesting, but his height, his height was not very tall. So I, I didn't uh, respond, which yes, is it shallow? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I was married to a shorter man. So my ideal dream here is like tall, but then If I meet a tall guy, just because he's tall doesn't mean he's interesting, right? Like, this is just one facet of everything. But then what happened was he reached out to me and started messaging me. And I remembered, I'm like, oh, right. You know, I didn't message him initially because he wasn't that tall. (laughs) Which is terrible. Um, But that's the thing. When you're on a dating app you do get quite a few responses. I mean, I did. Maybe I can find like the ideal guy. There's a lot to choose from. But I think like this is the thing. Everybody else gets that too, probably. You know, and then they have a lot of choices. And then that's where all the ghosting happens because you're constantly getting matched with people. And especially the guys that I've been matched with, all of a sudden I won't hear from them again because now they're being matched with somebody else. I mean, there's, it's like a constant cycle. So they're always probably overwhelmed by all these other matches, you know? So then they forget super fast and then they're on to the next one. I mean, this is what I'm imagining. I don't know. <laughs> it's, like, it's like I'm imagining the men to have a mind of a goldfish, <laughs> you know? Um, they swim around and by the time they're around again, they've forgotten the first round. Okay, no, but (laughs) maybe. (laughs) So, okay. So this guy matched with me. Let's call him um, John. (laughs) I'm so bad at these, like, random names. Anyway, and we had a really good conversation, you know, over, over messaging. And the next day, I think I just came from work, and it was Tuesday, and it was a Tuesday cruise day. So in town, they have this thing where... You meet in front of a a thrift shop, all these random people that just have a bike. Everybody meets, and this is in the summer, and then you ride around for a couple of hours in this group. And it's really funny. It's a lot of fun. There's a lot of just different people, and that's what makes it so funny. Because people have these crazy horns and honks, and they just say funny stuff. Some of them are buzzed. Some of them are high like it's it's like such a random group and it's funny so I said to John why don't you come and meet me for Tuesday cruise day and he's he was totally into it and he's like yeah I'm like okay cool so 
we met at the meeting point at the thrift shop and you know we're just chatting and and he's super nice like very like good energy like up, upbeat um not getting weird vibes and and we're just riding around you know and it's funny um and the whole time we're kind of chatting like on the bike off the bike because there is always breaks and that was it we had a really nice time and he didn't expect anything more and we agreed let's do something in a few days I'm like, yeah, that sounds great, you know? So, and it's been like three weeks. So since then we've been kayaking like three times and one time, and I didn't realize, and I decided to choose this one lake, which somebody told me about. It's called Chapman Lake. Really pretty. But the thing is, it's in the middle of nowhere, like everything around here. It was about an hour and a half drive, no service. You have to drive up in the mountain. So it's a lake like on top of one of these mountains. I get to the parking spot, no further information. And then it just says trailhead. And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> you know, I have two kayaks, one for each of us, and they're inflatable. So I'm thinking, um, like I, I don't have service. I don't know how long this trail is. It doesn't say like how many miles. I'm like, okay, I don't know if this is a good idea because I don't know how far away the lake is. And John says, it's fine, I'll just carry them. I'm like, what? <laughs> You're gonna carry two kayaks? He's like, yeah. He's like, it'll be my workout for the day. Um, <laughs> I'm like, um, okay. <laughs> so we start walking, it's all uphill through the forest. And I'm kind of concerned, you know? I mean, yes, they're inflatable, but they're not light. They're not lightweight. And he's got two kayaks on the back of his neck like carrying it and I've got like this light bag filled with paddles you know and and the pillow like or the seat that you sit on for the kayak and I keep turning around like everything good <laughs> like it turns out this trail was two miles and he carried it the whole way I was super impressed and he didn't complain or anything I mean okay maybe he's trying to make a good impression too but I really felt he was genuine so we get to the lake tiny tiny lake but beautiful there's nobody else it's filled with all these lily pads there's a view from other mountains with snow on it and it's funny because I live in Aspen to get to this lake you have to drive down out of Aspen into the valley and then loop around and drive up to the mountain. So basically, if there was a road from Aspen to there, it would probably be like 25 minutes away. <laughs> but because it's all mountain, you have to drive all the way around. And then you basically end up pretty much where you started, just on a different mountaintop. We blow up the boats and it was amazing. Like, it was so much fun. We're laughing. There's this crazy echo, you know, because, like, you're just in the middle of a lake on a mountain. My laugh was echoing. <laughs> I mean, yes, I have a loud laugh, so. <laughs> and then we, like, jumped into the lake, went swimming. It was just, it was such a good day. And then <laughs> I said, okay, I'll take one kayak and you take one kayak. And we walked back. And that's what happened because, you know, I didn't want to like, kill him. And it's been going really well. So, yeah, I met somebody through Hinge and he's a nice guy. 
How did that happen? But also, and I asked him, are you looking for one person to date or multiple? And he's like, well, one person. You know, as if that was a dumb question. <laughs> I'm like, you don't understand. <laughs> this, is, this is not a dumb question. I need to know. It's been going really well. And last week, like I said, you know, we talk about food all the time. Like, that's all we talk about. It's like some crazy sex talk. <laughs> We're just talking about food. And we're like, oh my God, that sounds amazing. Yes, yes. Like, it's, it's so funny. And I love that he talks about food, you know, because if somebody doesn't talk about food, it's no fun. Even though I went out with a chef recently through the app and he was not exciting. Like he, it's almost like he was mansplaining how to make his dish. And that's all he talked about was food, but... This on the other side was he was talking at me, telling me how he made the dish, which like I know how to cook. You don't have to explain to me how you made it. And I don't know. I was just so bored. Yeah, definitely. It's about the person. It's about what he's into. But I guess there wasn't a connection with this guy because he was just boring me. We went up the mountain like with the chef. I went up and we played disc golf, which was really fun. When there was an activity, he was fun. But then when he talked about food, he was boring. <laughs> so, so the difference with John is we're always talking about food and we're laughing, you know, and, and it's so fun. And yeah, he's not super tall. He's taller than me. Okay, that's good. That's, <laughs> that's perfect. Um, but the thing is, everything else is right. That's really what I want, right? <laughs> In the end, height is just an add-on, you know, whatever. <laughs> I'd rather everything else be right than just have a tall guy and nothing else work out, right? I wanted to impress John because we've been talking so much about food and I kept telling him I love Indian food. I had this huge bag of like buttered chicken but without the chicken in the freezer. So what happened was at work I had these assistants and they left because they had a visa and after a year they went back to India. But their parting gift was Indian food. And I said, yes, I want a big bag of this sauce. <laughs> so they vacuum sealed a giant bag of sauce and I've had it in my freezer for like six months. And I know that sounds bad, <laughs> but, you know, it's just me. I'm not going to thaw this huge bag of sauce just for me. And then I have to put it in like 10 other containers because it's a huge amount of sauce. But I kept talking about Indian food to John. And I said, OK, I'm going to impress you with Indian food. I used all the marinades that I bought in Denver at the Indian place, the Indian supermarket. I had like some Indian bread. I made rice. I got the chicken for this sauce. I put in like a little more jalapeno and, and it was delicious. Really, really good. I got a fresh salad from my garden because I'm growing romaine. I have nasturtium. I have blonde bell pepper. I have black cherry tomatoes. And then I have like fresh mint, oregano, rosemary. I have all the stuff in the garden. Aspen gardening is a short season because the snow melts like the end of May 
and then it starts snowing again probably like end of September like super short you know so I planted sunflowers like from seed and they still haven't bloomed yet but they're super tall I'm like please bloom before it starts to snow again okay so John comes over I show him my garden he's like super impressed I make all this like fresh salad and he loves it tastes great we have the Indian food and I'm like yes like this tastes so good we went to a vineyard a couple weeks ago and I got this Pinot Gris which tasted delicious with the meal okay we're eating laughing everything's great all of a sudden like he's done with his food and I'm almost finished and then I chew on something and I'm like is that a bone like from the chicken and I'm thinking no like I got I got chicken thighs but there shouldn't be any bone take out of my mouth like the bone and I see and I'm like oh no (laughs) it's not a bone it's my filling my filling came out as I was eating and trying to impress him and I was so embarrassed and I'm like oh shit <laughs> like it's, it's not a bone and and he's like how can I assist you like he was super concerned but he had been an EMT in the past so this didn't seem to phase him it's a big onlay so an onlay is Like, there's an inlay and an onlay, right? My dad was a dental technician, okay? So I know certain things about teeth and all this. It's basically an onlay is like a a smaller crown. It doesn't fully cover your tooth, but it covers a large portion. And my dad made it, I want to say, like, eight years ago, a while back. And it's right in the back of my mouth, the last tooth on the bottom so it has to withstand a lot of pressure you know when I'm chewing and talking whatever so it came out while I was eating I mean obviously the food was soft but you know life right like life happens and then obviously things just happen when you're eating and he's like how can I assist you and it was super sweet you know and I and I bite down and there's this huge chunk of my tooth gone because now filling is out And my dad actually melted his wedding band to make this onlay. Long story, but my parents were married and he made the wedding bands. He used to be a jewelry maker as his hobby. He would make jewelry with gold. They got divorced, but then remarried again. Anyway, it wasn't like... It was official, but not official. But he used his wedding band to melt it down for this onlay. So I'm so glad I didn't swallow it or anything else, you know, that probably could have happened. So I contact my dentist and I'm like kind of worried, you know, because it's it's a big chunk of the tooth and then I'm scared of the sensitivity. You know, I can't eat. And then as soon as it came out, I cleaned my mouth. I took out all the food and then I'm like, uh, I can't eat. Like I can't eat anything else because now my appetite is just gone. And I was scared that it would become super sensitive because it was exposed. So we go to the grocery store. (laughs) John comes with me. And I'm just looking for like some sort of like a pain gel so I don't feel sensitivity. And I find it. And then next to it is like this temporary cement. 
where you can add your crowns on until you see the dentist, which I didn't know existed, but he sees it and he's like, should we get this too? <laughs> like he's super into it and supportive. And I'm like, what? Like, what is that? And he's like, you can like stick it on temporarily until you see the dentist. I'm like, yes, we're getting that. <laughs> so, so we get back. He takes off some of the cement. He follows the instructions, you know, because I'm overwhelmed a little bit. First of all, that he's there, but also it's nice that he was there, you know, but it was just kind of embarrassing because this was like our, I don't know, third date, but he's rolling into a ball and then he, um, he gives it to me. He's like, do you need any further assistance? You know, do you want me to watch you do this or do you want me to go somewhere else? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, just stay there right now, you know. So I put the cement on and I put it on my tooth and it works. Like it holds it temporarily. <laughs> and then I contact the dentist. It was his day off the next day. Like I guess he's off three days a week. But he did contact me the next day and I had to go to work. So I went to work with my temporary cement. And then the dentist contacted me and I left work to get it done he did such a good job he came in with his shorts on because it was his off day which I'm like okay that's kind of it's <laughs> funny um so the dentist is wearing his shorts and he's fixing the back of my tooth and I don't know the cost yet because I know the insurance only covers a portion so that'll be interesting but as long as it was done and I didn't have the pain and the thing is, it was so nice to be with John during this time because I think I probably would have been more stressed out, you know, because I wasn't hearing from the dentist at all that day because it was happening at night, past business hours. He just made everything seem less stressful and easier. And it was just so nice. And we were just laughing about all kinds of things. And he said, okay, let's make a ice cream sandwich because I had some cookies that I made. He's like, let's fill this ice cream sandwich and then we'll put it in the freezer. And then next time we see each other and your tooth is good, we'll have this ice cream sandwich. And it was just so sweet. <laughs> so anyway, um, I wanted to just tell it because of course, I, I try to impress a guy and then my filling comes out. Like, of course that happens, right? <laughs> but the way he was and handled the situation with me, it was nice. I'm making him pizza today. He's coming over because I have my uni pizza oven, which heats to 900 degrees Fahrenheit. I made the pizza dough super light. And I have this, um, I'm going to put some jalapeno from the garden on there with my tomato sauce obviously cheeses and then also a short rib which i'm really excited about wow i met a nice guy on the app and it just feels good a few days ago he said i want to make you feel good because i've been working a lot and he said i'm gonna make you a spa day i'm like what does that mean <laughs> so <laughs> so basically I went over his apartment. He made me dinner. He made me this Mediterranean meal. I made the hummus. It was so good. He made like tzatziki sauce with this um, spiced chicken in the pita bread. And he made this really good like arugula salad. And then he drew me a bath. He put like Epsom salt. I don't know, some other things in there. And his bath is huge. Like it, it's a really big bath. Um, and he said, bring your robe. And he bought some shea butter 
And he said, use this after the bath so that your skin is super soft. Like, I've never met anybody like this who just wants to pamper me, you know, like to this to this extreme. I mean, and it's so nice, you know, and I'm thinking, is this for real? <laughs> because then my friend was saying, maybe he's love bombing you. I'm like, what is that? What is love bombing? You know, and I looked it up and it's basically someone who is super nice, loving, like says things about the future and makes you believe that he's really into you. And then later on, I guess, manipulates you and kind of you don't hear from him again. And the thing is, yes, I've been through some shitty experiences and been out with, you know, I've been out on a lot of dates. And so far, you know, ghosting was just a thing. But when you have a lot of negative experiences and something goes well, it's almost like too good to be true. So then you start thinking of negative things, which is so messed up, right? Like, but it's almost like you do it to not disappoint yourself, you know? You know, he's not. I, I don't believe he is. And he's very genuine and we have a really nice time. The time I spend with him is meaningful and I'm excited that we met. You know, I'm excited we connect and we make food and that's what it's all about. You know, just enjoy someone's company, have really awesome food and go hiking. Like that's really all I want. <laughs> that's all I want. <laughs> so anyway, thank you, Hinge. <laughs> so far, so good. I'm excited to go on more dates and more kayaks and hopefully have no more fillings fall out. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Chef KB, and this is another episode of Cat the Baker. Until next time, please join me on Instagram at Chef KB or on YouTube at Cat the Baker.